If you could have a conversation with anyone in history, what would you ask them? Hello, General Washington. Good day, Miss Tubman. I had to know, so I decided let's give him a call. Welcome to the Calling History Podcast. I'm Tony Dean, and if you're listening to this podcast on the day that it was released, then I'm wishing you a happy May 4th. For Star Wars enthusiasts, you know what day this is. It's May the 4th be with you. And this bonus episode is for those who will forever embrace the vision of the master George Lucas. Now, normally we don't release podcasts on Thursday. Our normal day is 5.30 a.m. on Wednesday. And I want to thank you for joining me for all these amazing conversations we've had so far. It has been so much fun, and there are many more to come. Over these last six months, we've spoken with presidents like John Adams, James Madison, George Washington, and Ulysses S. Grant. Boy, the end of that one blows my mind. We've spoken with people that changed the world because they lived in it, like Mark Twain, Benjamin Franklin, John Brown, Joseph Warren, Henry David Thoreau, Paul Revere, Davy Crockett, John Hancock, and Frederick Douglass. We've had exhilarating conversations with powerful women like Abigail Adams, Harriet Tubman, Mary Todd Lincoln, the unbelievable Louise Thadden, and of course, Martha Washington. And we've even spent some time with the villains of history, like Benedict Arnold, Aaron Burr, Jefferson Davis, and possibly the greatest villain of all, Jack the Ripper, who, by the way, threatened my life at the end of that podcast. Well, now he's not alone, because that happens again at the end of this podcast. So let's get to it. Normally, I call people in history, but somehow, on May the 4th be with you, my phone made it to a different time and ended in the hands of Emperor Sheev Palpatine, the most evil Sith the Empire has ever seen. If you hate Star Wars, you can just skip this bonus episode on this Star Wars holiday. But if you don't mind an invisible hand occasionally lifting you in the air by your throat, or you enjoy the challenge of blowing up man-made planets, then this bonus episode is for you. Before we start, I want to thank you again for listening. We're having so much fun with this, and I'm glad you are too. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow history lovers, and evil power-hungry Sith Lords everywhere, I give you Emperor Sheev Palpatine. Hello, Emperor Palpatine. Is that you? Such primitive communication methods. Be thankful that one of my peons had access to them. Well... Who are you? Sir, my my name is Tony Dean, and I'm actually calling you from a time far away. I don't actually know if I'm calling you from the future or the past in your time, to be quite honest with you. The device, like I said, you're holding is called a smartphone, and it allows us to communicate as if we were in the same time, maybe in a Star Destroyer together. And Emperor Palpatine, you have really lived an interesting life. I mean, you've spent time with Han Solo and Darth Vader and all these different important people. And I was just hoping that I could ask you some questions today because in our time, this is a holiday that we call May the 4th be with you. Yeah. And I was just hoping that I could ask you some questions. Go for it. But if you say anything I dislike, I will find your timeline and I will obliterate all of you. Well, I certainly hope that I don't say something that causes you to do that. Because I know if there is one thing that you are good at, it is obliterating people. That's for sure. 
Well, let me start, first of all, you've spent some time with Luke Skywalker and Yoda, and you've spent some time with Han Solo. You dare speak these names in my presence? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Which of these do you despise the most? There is no one I detest more than the other. They're all scum to be used for my brilliant plan. They have no further purpose than to further my power. It does seem like you have a little bit of a power issue, if I'm being honest with you. Why, why is it so important to you that you have to crush one rebellion, one civilization after the other? What is it about power that's so important to you? You have to make them fear you in order to gain absolute power. Everyone in the galaxy is under my control. This is how it will be for all eternity. So your plan is to control everybody? Are there no people that deserve some sort of freedom or free will? You want to control everybody and everything? Freedom is a myth that they have led you to believe is a reality. There is no freedom, only passion. So tell me about, I had asked you about Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and Princess Leia. Are there any of these, or even Yoda, are there any of these that gave you a more difficult time in your time? Not in the least. As of right now, Luke Skywalker is attempting to rebuild his republic, but failing miserably. He believes me to be dead. The poor fool. Skywalker thinks that you're dead and he's trying to build his Republic. Tell me a little bit about that. After Vader threw me down the shaft of the Death Star, he believed me to be dead permanently. Little does he know I've only been building my midi-chlorian level to obliterate the entire galaxy. Well, Darth Vader is has absolute control of the Force. How How can he not tell that you're dead? The same way none of the Jedi were able to detect my presence when I was standing mere inches from them. Which is what? They're blind fools. So they, is your power just stronger than theirs where they, can, they can't sense you through some sort of firewall that you create? I am near unlimited power. Even before I became the Emperor... During the Clone Wars, not one of them knew my true self. Not the Separatists and not the Republic. Well, when you say they didn't know your true self during the Clone Wars, tell me a little bit about that. I mean, what was the Clone Wars? One of my most brilliant plans to eradicate the Jedi. I had founded the Separatist Alliance to be able to... Give the Republic a fight. And once I did, I founded the Senate and founded the Clone Factory on Kamino to be able to build a fighting force capable of eliminating the Jedi at their most vulnerable moment. I played both sides in that conflict, and I won supreme. So why is it so important for you to kill the Jedi? Because they are weak, and they seek to destroy me on my path to ultimate power. Wow. So, 
Your plan was to build the clones so that they could kill the Jedi, and then, but that didn't happen completely, because there are still Jedi, is that right? There will always be some of a lesser race. That is why I trained Vader and the Inquisitors to hunt down the remainder of them. Tell me about the Inquisitors. What do they do, and what does their training look like? What is their role? They were children brought to the dark side by certain techniques used by Vader and myself. Rigorous torture routines broke them, trained them in the ways of the hatred, turned them to unleash their passion against all the enemies of the Empire. So do the Inquisitors work for you or do they work for Vader? Vader is in command of a certain squad of them. However, he reports to me, and if the Inquisitors disobey, I will kill them where they stand. But Vader is, right now, you and Vader are not in good standing, is that correct? Vader is dead. Darth Vader is dead right now? Vader has died years ago. How did Darth Vader die? I killed him while he threw me down a chute of my brilliant Death Star. So, how did you kill him? It's called Force Electricity. It shocked him to death while I was being thrown down the chute. He picked up my clone and threw me down, meanwhile sacrificing his own life to my power, such as the way of the Sith. So, are you a Sith, is that right? I am all the Sith. So, is there any Sith that is close to your power? I made sure there wasn't. Not anymore. Do you know the rule of two? I, I don't think I know the rule of two, no. There can only be two Sith Lords at a time, a master and an apprentice. One day, the two will fight, and whoever wins will become the true ruler of all the Sith. I have already done so many times. So you are the Sith Lord or the Sith ruler, and from time to time, an apprentice will come up to fight you, and whoever wins becomes the ruler or the emperor from that point forward. Is that what you're saying? Indeed. Wow. However, I have not had many apprentices willing or able to challenge me in such regard. All the others have been too weak. Is it an understanding of the Sith that when they become your apprentice, that at some point you're going to fight? Is that part of the rule of two? Do they know that day is coming? It's been ingrained in them since their first day of training. Wow. So who is who are some of the strongest that you fought and beat? None of them are strong. Some of them were more powerful and better trained than others, like Yoda and Dooku, that utter disappointment. What? What's Dooku? Lord Dooku? What's his name? Are you talking about Lord Tyrannus or Count Dooku? Oh. Because he was both. Count Dooku and Lord Tyrannus were the same person? One was his Dark Lord name, the other was his title in the Separatist Allegiance. Why did he switch back and forth? Because one is his official Sith moniker and the other is his status in the Separatist Alliance. Same as why I switched between Darth Sidious and Emperor Palpatine. 
However, since the fall of the Separatist and Republic, I no longer have any desire or need to switch. Emperor Palpatine, forgive me, but you are Darth Sidious, is that correct? That was my Sith name, yes. Ah. Okay, who is the... Who's the Sith, the Red Sith, with the two lightsabers on both sides? Are you speaking of Maul? Darth Maul. That's who I was thinking Darth Sidious was. Darth Maul. Darth Maul looks vicious and terrifying. Is he not strong? Is he still alive? The Dathomirans are a pathetic excuse of force wielders. They use their hooju magic to bring the dead back to life. Those fools. They didn't know the true way to unleash that power. So even Darth Maul was weak? Darth Maul was a disappointment. He allowed Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi to be a thorn in my side for decades afterwards. And that was Darth Maul's fault? He was too weak to destroy them both at the same time. He only ended up killing Qui-Gon Jinn. So what about Obi-Wan? Is he, Obi-Wan's no longer alive, right? Obi-Wan is no longer alive as far as I know. However, I still feel fluctuations in the Force, and I am unsure if that is caused by him or by some other Jedi causing me trouble again. So it's possible that Obi-Wan Kenobi is able to exert some power of the Force beyond his own death? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that all beings are able to do so through certain training procedures. Would you perhaps be more powerful if you were to die? This is, in fact, my key to surviving as long as I have. I am using a secret cloning technique to increase my midi-chlorian levels to increase my force output, giving me unlimited power and control over the force. So, when you were building your clone army, I understand that there was some sort of malfunction of some kind. What can you tell me about that? Order 66, my most brilliant creation. I installed a program with the Kaminoans that at any time when I gave the order, they would immediately have the brains rewired to see the Jedi as their enemies and execute all on sight, and it succeeded. So the malfunction was actually part of a program that you had instilled in the clones. Order 66 was an execution order. Exactly. You're incredibly understanding for someone using such primitive communication methods. Well, forgive me, I, you're definitely making your story very clear. And I appreciate that because in our time, we are, we're very curious to see why you've done some of the things that you've done. It, it doesn't appear to me that there is any end to the amount of power that you could possibly want to claim. I mean, is there ever a point where you might get to a place where you're like, okay, I've got enough power? As I've said before, my goal is unlimited power. The power to create and destroy galaxies as I see fit. Interesting. That is the power that I seek as a Setherai. So tell me about your master. So if the rule of two means that the apprentice has to fight his master at some point, was there a master that you fought? 
Doth Plagueis the Wise. What a foolish title to bestow upon him. He believed himself to be the last Sith, and myself, as his apprentice, he believed he had the ability to kill me. What a fool. He was the one who had perfected the cloning technique, the ability to persist after death. He had originated the idea, and I have perfected it. So Dark Plagueis the Wise, or not so wise as you're saying, he was your master at one point. How did you actually kill him? I killed him while he was sleeping with my own hands. So you killed him yourself? Such is the way of power. You must not be afraid to do what must be done. Now, Emperor Palpatine, by the way, what is your first name, if I can ask? You are approaching a very dangerous subject. Sheev. Why is asking your name a dangerous subject? Because it may lead to your destruction in unseen ways. Do not a lot of people know your first name? I mean, I certainly didn't. Anybody in this universe who knows my name is long since died. Wow. Okay. Well, let me ask you about the Sith for a minute. Prior to your existence, were there Sith that were more powerful than you at some point that did not survive? No. Nobody has ever been as powerful as I. However, there were several examples that I have looked up to in the past. Revan was one such figure, although his eventual betrayal of the Dark led me to see him as more of an enemy figure than someone that I could affiliate with. So, tell me about Revan. What was Revan's strength? What was he like? He was an ambitious man, sought to protect. He sought to build an army capable of destroying both the Jedi and the Sith in one fell swoop. He had the same goal as I and the resources to do so with the Star Forge. However, he was captured on board one of his ships and had his mind erased. His mind was erased? How do you erase somebody's mind? Enough powerful force wielders can clear someone's thoughts, basically brainwash them. And you can just completely erase everything that's in your mind. Are you capable of erasing minds? It is not so much erasing minds as it is forcefully severing their connection to the Force. This can be done willingly or unwillingly. But it is a tremendous strain on the body to do so. On the body of the person who is, who their mind is being erased or the connection is being broken or the person who's doing it? For both. Usually it is the same person who does it because they are too weak to maintain the power they have. But if the Jedi had seen somebody as too much of a threat, they would have used a certain amount of power to do it without the other's consent. So tell me, I've heard the name Darth Nihilus before. Who is Darth Nihilus? <sighs> the legend of Darth Nihilus. He was one of the students of Darth Treya back in the days of the old Sith Empire. He was powerful, capable of eating entire worlds just to sustain his never-ending hunger. However, 
he gave in to himself and allowed himself to be destroyed by his very own master, a mistake I seek to never repeat. Darth Nihilus could eat worlds? In one sense, he basically consumed the entire life force of the populations of the planets. So Darth Nihilus, if he had not relinquished his power voluntarily, he may still be in power right now. Is that what you're saying? No. Age still affected him, and he did not have the resources that I do now. However, Scion is a different story. What is Scion? Darth Scion was the other apprentice, a being made up entirely of his own hatred. Had he not been taught to let go of the hatred, he would still be causing havoc even now. So Darth Scion was the one that may still be in power right now, if he had not made some mistakes. Unfortunately, he and I may have contested for power for quite some time. But ultimately, I would find a way to eradicate him from existence. He had no thought process besides his own hate. Emperor Palpatine, you had mentioned that you've had some control over your aging, and as the years go by, you add to your midichlorian levels. But, sir, you know, I've seen what you look like, and you're looking pretty wrinkly, to be honest with you. It looks like some... some... You are bordering on a very dangerous territory there. Do you wish to continue this line of thought? I feel like I shouldn't, but I do have a question. It just doesn't... It does seem like you are definitely aging. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. This is the process of the cloning technique that I have perfected. It preserves my body in multiple different forms to be able to continue living indefinitely. Jeez. What can you tell me about the Sith prophecy? I am the result of this prophecy that has long since been foretold. Would you like an exact recitation? Of what? The prophecy of the Sith. A long-since-forgotten species. Yes, I would absolutely love to hear that. The Sithari will be free of limits. The Sithari will lead the Sith and destroy them. The Sithari will raise the Sith from death and make them stronger than ever before. I have done so. I am both the Chosen One and the Sithari. I am Infinite power incarnate! What is Sithari? It is an old phrase from the old Sith species. It means the one Sith. And that is your goal, to be the one Sith. Do you want all the other Sith to be dead, or do you want them to be under your power? All the other Sith are dead at this moment. I am the Sithari. How are more Sith created? Either they don't know how to control their power, they become Dark Jedi, or I train them to be Sith. So a Sith isn't, you're not born a Sith, you're trained to be a Sith. Or allow yourself to fall to the dark side, which is the only correct path to follow. So when you say Dark Jedi, what exactly is a Dark Jedi? Was Anakin a Dark Jedi? Anakin was a true Sith. Turned away. He was originally a dark Jedi after he turned away from the Republic, but I trained him in the ways of the Sith. I see. So Anakin 
originally was a Jedi and then became a dark Jedi and then became a Sith after you trained him. This is correct. Dark I Jedi or a Jedi who turned from the path of the lights but with no follow course to follow. Sith are trained in the dark arts. After Anakin became Darth Vader, did he ever regret his previous life? Did he ever regret turning his back on all of his friends? If he did, he never made it clear until the day he died. However, he followed every order I gave without question. So, I am led to believe that he did not. And if he did, that's even more reason to have killed him. What is the state of the Death Star? Is that in existence right now? Death Star has been obliterated twice now. I'm seeking to build another one, but I have plans for a much bigger construction. I've heard the word Star Killer before. What can you tell me about that? Star Killer? Oh, that brat that Vader was training. His secret apprentice, so he said. What a failure he was. He had so much potential. Wasted on the light. He was infinitely more powerful than Vader was. But yet he fell to the light because of his own weaknesses. So, why was Vader keeping him a secret? Because he knew that if I had found out, he would have died. Both of them. Was Vader treating him like a child? No. Not that I know, at least. I only knew about him after I killed him. So Vader was just treating him as an apprentice? I don't know much of the relationship between those two, but if Vader was treating him as a child, then there was more problems than I had foreseen. So what is the status of the world in your time right now? You're obviously in complete control. Who's the biggest group of rebellions that are working against you right now? Right now, the new Galactic Republic is being formed, but I am ensuring that that does not go as far as the previous Republic had. How are you ensuring that? I have my spies. Inquisitors make their work. Mara Jade has been very useful as of late. Did you say Mara Jade? Is she an Inquisitor? Mara Jade is not an Inquisitor. She is my hand. The Hand of the Empire. A secret assassin trained in the ways of the dark side in order to execute any enemy. Mara Jade sounds like she is not somebody that you want to ever meet. Oh, no you wouldn't. However, that is my job, not yours. And if you meet her, you'll be dead before you see her face. Emperor Palpatine, I am afraid... And, and, sir, I'm afraid... Good. Fear is the way to utter control. I'm afraid of what will happen if you actually do get control of everything. Have you always been this way? Have you always wanted complete power? Was there ever a time where you were peaceful? Or where was there a time that you were on the good side? Peace is a lie. There is only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The Force will free me. That is the way of the Sith. And that is how I have always been. As a Sith, 
I mean, you had to be a baby at some point. Was there ever a time where you were good? I was raised as a Sith from the age of five. I have no recollection of anything but the way of the Sith. Who raised you? Darth Plagueis has raised me as his apprentice since birth. Ah, that was Darth Plagueis. So he was your master, but he was also more or less your father. I never had a father. There was only a master. Well, I have to tell you, Emperor Palpatine, on this holiday that we have, talking to you has been a great joy, but I am going to have nightmares tonight, and maybe rightfully so. I guess I would like to, as we wrap this up, I'd like to know, what are you hoping to do next? What do you want to see next? What are your plans? I just hope to encapsulate the entire universe under my control. In an empire where there is no Jedi, nor other Sith. An empire ruled by fear and controlled by power. Well, I think that you can't make it any clearer than that. Emperor Palpatine, thank you again for your time today. And I appreciate you for sparing me if that is an option. And uh, as soon as I figure out ways to travel to multiverses, that will not be an option for you, Anthony Dean. I'm starting to wish that I had not said my name to you. There's another podcast where I that I did that I was threatened like this. And now this is the second time that my life has been threatened. And I I'm pretty sure that after this recording, I'm not going to share my name anymore because this is the second time my life has been threatened. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer, so that's why they have an easier time of eradicating you. Emperor Palpatine, thank you for your time today, and I will not wish you the best, nor will I hope that any of your plans go through. Good riddance. Wow. Thanks, Sheev. Nice guy. Great attitude. Really a man of the people. Well, I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode on May the 4th Be With You. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do it now. I'm Tony Dean, and until next time, I'm in a galaxy far, far away.